I don't like doing intros. I like doing cold opens. I do too. Mostly for editing purposes because yeah. our intro title, and I'm a little too late, if it's three extra clicks if we don't do a cold open. <laughs> I mean, it's three and less clicks that you have to do though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's three extra clicks that I like how if I would just go right into an intro because I have to put the song at the front end and there's a bunch of black frames at the beginning of the song. Yeah. And it really could be solved with like five minutes of my time just re-editing the intro a little bit. Um, but thank God we discussed this because now we have our cold open. They piped that the wrong way. I'll call the clubhouse. We'll book another 18 for tomorrow. So. Okay, they cheated on that. They fucked their balls. Yeah, no better time for the breakfast ball than now. <laughs> Welcome back to episode one. 36. 35. 35. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we did Kirby Puckett last week. Who's 35? Kevin Durant. That's, oh, yeah. That's a good that's one. A good I mean, uh, speaking of Kevin Durant, he could be a professional golfer had he dedicated his entire no. life to it. Yes, he could have. No. I don't even think they, I don't even think there's enough, there's not enough shaft for him in the world. No, he's seven feet. I mean, that, that, guy, that I mean, guy needs four foot shafts. Michael Jordan, guys, he's six, 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 seven. That's still pretty tall. I will say KD is very tall. That is his only drawback. No. Otherwise, he could. Do you know who uh, Victor Wembenyama is? No. He's like the next hybrid of, he's seven, four. Jesus. He plays, yeah. he's, he plays professionally in France right now. And um, he can dribble, he can shoot, he can f- fucking do everything. He and he's seven insane. foot four inches tall. Now, mind you, how tall was Yao Ming? Seven five? Seven six. Se- seven six? Jesus. So they got Yao couldn't do it all. No, no, no Yao couldn't do it all. He could stay, he could like, he could stand under the hoop. He could maybe like do a papa, a little shake and bake underneath, whatever. But this guy's a real deal. Huh. Um, mm-hmm. so what, do you know what number he is, Trevor? Uh, probably not 35. No idea. I don't either. Oh, well, he's uh, not drafted. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter yet. We got to find some athletes before we move on. I hated this bit. Now it's part of my life. He's number one. Okay. Well, we are well past Victor Wimbanyama. <laughs> um, but yeah, welcome back guys. Episode one, KD. Yogi Berra. Do you ever Justin you're, Verlander? Do you remember the uh, Geico commercials with Yogi Berra in the barbershop? Uh uh-uh. uh. You don't? I don't. Trevor, do you? No. Do you know who Yogi Berra is? A little bit, but oh, not really. Oh fuck! I just got a Hulu ad playing. <laughs> so no. we're so. Okay, so I'm 29. Trevor, you're 24. 22 gonna be 23. Fuck! I, I think I'm pretty sure I ask how old you are every single episode. Yeah. Ricky Henderson, 22 years old. Okay, so Frank Thomas. I think probably 25 is the age of Yogi Berra. 25 mm-hmm. and older is the age of Yogi Berra. He was a he's a legend catcher for the Yankees. Yep, I know he was a catcher for the Yankees. Yeah, he but... played with the Babe. Yeah, the great Bambino, the did Colossus he? of Clout. I don't know. When did I wonder when Babe Ruth had to have died a long time ago? <laughs> yeah, pre 60s. He died in the 60s? Pre-60s, I said. He died before the 60s? I mean, Yoga Berra was just doing Geico commercials yeah. like 10 years ago. Um, yeah, because he died before Roger Maris broke his record. Okay. Babe Ruth died in 1948. Um, what are you what are you looking Holy up? Shit. Let's, uh, let's get into it. We, 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 we got KD for the podcast title. Uh, I'm looking up. Did Babe Ruth play with Yogi Berra? <laughs> I don't think he did. I think there's uh, Yogi Berra might have played with cap. Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris. Then I could see that. I could see that. Also, shout out Roger Maris, um, Fargo boy. Yeah, yeah. He uh, 
Shanley? Played for the Red Ox. Shanley? Um, I don't remember what high school he went to. I think he, I don't know. I'm not even going to guess. But uh, legitimate home run kick, 61. Played mm-hmm. for the Red Ox in Fargo. And then uh, Yankees legend. Tyler. I need to know on? this. I mean, it's this is terrible radio right now. Yeah, he uh, played with the Yankees in 46. So about when Babe Ruth was. So maybe. But you no, know, if Babe Ruth died in 48, no. they probably didn't play together. <laughs> no, they <laughs> definitely didn't. But like Babe Ruth died young. Uh-huh. Anyway. And you know what they say about the young? Only the good ones die then. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, have you guys ever watched Ted Lasso? Never. I've heard it's a phenomenal show, though. It makes me so happy. It is. In what sort of way? Everything about that show makes me feel good. Okay. Even the shit that's supposed to make you feel bad, you feel good by the end of it. So if you're having a bad day, you go home and watch Ted you Lasso. Need, yeah, you need to watch Ted Lasso, guys. Um, that is just, I don't know why I decided to plug that. It's been on my mind. I've been, I watched a season and a half this weekend. It's a phenomenal TV show. I cannot recommend it any higher. Um, you should watch, if you want to get in the right fucking state of mind before you play a round of golf, you go watch yourself some Theodore Lasso. Okay, I had to put that together there for a second. Ted is sure for Theodore. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm in the middle of watching Beef right now. Beef on Netflix. <laughs> this is all he's been talking about. <laughs> I keep asking people, has anyone here seen Beef? No, no one I has watched seen the trailer. It. I'm like, that's not for me. It, Tyler, the trailer is is the trailer is nothing <laughs> like the actual. It, it is. It's part. Isn't of it. it a rom com? Um, it's a. I I feel like it's a dark rom com. Yeah, it's like two people that get mad, road rage at each other, and then fuck. Nope. They, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm eight eight episodes in, and they haven't done that yet. They will. Yeah. I mean, the whole trailer is just pure rage, sexual tension. Correct. Um. So I just I gave, recommend it though. It's it's it is kind of dark. It's not Ted Lasso worthy, mm. but I would recommend it. Yeah. Anyway, how much of the NFL draft did you watch? Uh, round one. Then I turned on alerts for the rest. Okay. What do you think about the Vikings' first pick? Love it. Yeah, I do too. Yep. Mm-hmm. If uh, if homie can even get his name's Jordan Addison, I forget his first yep. name. Yep. Um, if he can just even be a fraction of Adam Thielen, just his first year, phenomenal, phenomenal pick. If he could have a KJ Osborne year, from yes, last yeah. year, yes, it'd be great. Yep. Because anyone that can take pressure and make sure that JJ is not double teamed at all times. Game over. Now, if they did a if they did a draft, like let's say they did, I know they kind of do a draft for the Ryder Cup, mm-hmm. but and the President's Cup, which is uh, if you guys don't know what the President's Cup is, it's <laughs> USA versus the world. So if you're ever in conversation with people about you know, God, I wish I wish they'd have a golf tournament where it's USA against the world. That's right. the President's Cup. Yeah, that's a fun tidbit for you in case you guys start a bot a golf podcast and you're like trying to sound legitimate. Yeah. Um, just know that the President's Cup is is USA versus yeah, the world. That's the uh, that's that's our five percent there. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish they would publicize the like uh, or televise the right. Yeah, that'd draft. be kind of fun. Now there's an issue with that because golf is an individual sport mm-hmm. and things like the draft is it, none of the players on those teams are drafting the guys coming from college. Now I get also Zach Johnson as a Ryder cup captain would be drafting the people that he wants on his team. But I, yeah. I don't know. I feel like, like 
as as low as this sounds like feelings would get hurt and grudges would be made if mm-hmm. someone wasn't drafted mm-hmm. to the USA Ryder Cup team um, by Zach Johnson. If you think about the Ryder Cup team draftings, it is almost exactly like playground team picking. 100%. It is just like, all right, captains this year are going to be Zach and hmm, who should we pick? I don't know who the European captain is. Uh, is it Lee Westwood or is he is he on the live tour? No idea. Anyway, let's just say it is. Yeah. So it's literally like Zach Johnson, Lee Westwood. You guys are team captains. Go ahead. Zach, you get first pick. Yeah. And then they just pick from the playground. And then the last guys are just like, oh, God, I hope I get picked. Right. (laughs) And because the USA won the last Ryder Cup, Zach Johnson would get pick one. Let's say that that's how it works. Yeah, whatever. I think it's home team. I think it doesn't really matter who gets first pick because they can only draft from the European side or the American side. But Sure. But wouldn't it be cool if there was like there was a draft board with like, you know, 20 USA guys and you get mm-hmm. to pick uh, whatever 6 to 10 I don't I don't remember how many people are actually on the team but to see guys going off the board and you're like you're like fuck I wonder if I, I wonder if Max Holm is going to get picked this year mm-hmm. or I mean imagine the the sports betting that you could do on that oh god thinking like who's going to go number yeah. 1 of course John Rahm will go with number one for the European team. And then Scotty Scheffler. And then Scotty Scheffler. And then Victor Hovland, two for European. Um, Number two, probably. Two U.S. I mean, two would probably be Rory or Patrick. I mean, Patrick Cantley is number four in the world. Yeah, he is playing good. I mean, pace of play aside, he is a good golfer. Mm -hmm. He's a great golfer. He's a very fucking good golfer. Also, I I hope people didn't lose that when during my rant. I don't think he's bad. He's just slower than balls. But here's the thing, Tyler. I would love, I would hate to play with Patrick Cantlay, but I would love if he was on my team. Yeah, I feel that. Now, it's more so of a mind game for USA Mm -hmm. than it would be, uh, okay, let's just, let's, this guy, pace play is fucking awful mm-hmm. right um anyway that just ran through my head when i was watching the uh nfl draft what we really came here to talk about was the boys finally got outside we did we did first round of the year under the belt it's over god it felt it good is. and i'll tell you what man trevor what was it like golfing with your heroes it was good it was a little nerve-wracking the first couple holes why but- uh, just because like I've never really golfed you guys ever, and like, I, but you know that we're not that good. Yeah, you're not, I mean, you're not <laughs> crazy good, but I mean, you're still like solid golfers. I mean, you're not like a hundred thirty. I mean, you're not out there shanking left, shanking right. Right. Besides right. the one hole, Tyler. <clears throat> hey, don't. Uh, we'll get to your blow up hole, pal. <sighs> it's it was just as bad yeah. as mine. Yep. Yep. I mean, your first drive was right down Ooh, the money. middle, and you had you had thirty yards into the pin. Mm-hmm. Um, also quick little disclaimer, Jake gone, Trevor in the cursed chair. Yeah. Post one round with us. That could be bad. <laughs> that could be yeah. very bad. Um, let me start with this. We roll up 40 minutes early. Yes. 30 minutes <laughs> yeah. early. And I'll tell you what, when you can get to a clubhouse that early and just relax until you have to go out and play instead of mm-hmm. grabbing your bag and running to the first tee box or trying to get a couple putts in and then running to the first tee box and teeing off and like, holy fuck, I just need to play two holes before I can actually get comfortable. This is so much better. Yeah, so we roll up thinking like, oh, there's two cars in the parking lot. One of them is the person working in the clubhouse. Who's this other car? I look over and I'm like, hmm, that looks familiar. I know that license plate number. Fucking grandpa. 
Grandpa Dan, he just, yes, sir. He listened to the podcast, knew what course we were golfing in at what time, and just showed up ahead of us and was hiding in the clubhouse waiting. <laughs> he had been waiting there probably for at least 30 minutes before we got well, there. An hour. He, he got the tea time wrong. He thought that we said 8 o'clock instead of 9 o'clock, so he rolled in at like 7.45. He was on, uh, uh, he was on Eastern time. Yeah, no, he, he was. on Pacific yep. time. Yep, and then we walked. I'm like, I look at Jake and Trevor, I'm like, Grandpa Dave's here. <laughs> what is he doing? And we go into the clubhouse and he like jumps out behind a merch table. We're like, ah! Surprise! <laughs> He's like, oh, I knew you were here, dude. I, I saw your car. <laughs> <laughs> You're not, I mean, what he should have done is parked over at the course across the street. Yeah. Well, and even he's hiding behind a merch table. He's a very short man. Yeah. He, if I didn't see his car, it would have got me because he hid behind that thing 100%. perfectly. Uh, but then uh, you, I, I diagnosed why he showed up. I think he showed up because on last week's podcast, I didn't call him out per se, but I did say that I'm going to use a cart at the Pine de Palm because I didn't want Grandpa to have to walk 18 holes. And I think the old man and his stubborn ass took it personally and showed up to show me that he could walk 18 holes. I mean, and I would say this course is arguably more up and down than the Pine de Palm For course, sure. which is right across the street. Yep, mm-hmm. I agree 100%. So I think he is just being like a stubborn old mule. And was like, I can walk 18 holes. Or he just wanted to spend quality time with us. One yeah. of the two. I mean, I loved every second of it. We were walking down fairways. We were fucking chit-chatting. He yep. was finding balls. He found me five balls. Yeah, first yeah. round of the year. <laughs> and uh, I mean, now my bag's plump full. Yeah, also it's like, what the fuck? He's my grandpa. So <laughs> <laughs> Why are you not giving these to me? Yep, uh, but we showed up early. Ryan, true to form, blew up the bathroom. No, I didn't. Where the hell were you then? We were waiting for you with the truck locked. We couldn't get our clubs out while you were taking a shit. Oh, I was talking to the new Pine of Palm management. No, you you told me you were going to the bathroom. I I went and took a piss. I I swear on my life. I went to take a piss, came out, talked to the new Pine of Palm management, which also uh, phenomenal people over at Pine of Palm. Yeah, it's nice. Nice change. Uh, They're very, very sweet people. It's uh, Yes. I forgot their names already. I'm so bad with names. Kalen and... I can't remember his name. Me either. We'll figure it out again. But yeah, they met us on like hole six or something too. Very yeah. nice. Uh, now, anything negative that I have said in the past about Pine to Palm management is <laughs> not a direct reflection on the new management. It's a new year. It's a new tournament. I am unbanned for this year. New them, new us. Yes. So things are going to fly smooth this year. Mm-hmm. And um, speaking of flying smooth, Ryan, our first hole of the year. Holy shit. Can we talk about the weather first? Yeah, we can talk about all of it. That's all I want. That's all I've been thinking about for a week. The weather. Let me let, let me break it down for you a little bit. Five to eight mile an hour wind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, light, 50 to 55 degrees. Probably 50 when we started, probably 55 mm-hmm. when we ended. A yep. um, little bit of sunshine, a little bit of clouds. So it's not like we're out there getting fucking sunburnt first round of the mm-hmm. year. Um, the weather. I don't like I would take that over 80 and sunny. Me too. Hands down. Like you you got a quarter zip on for the first six holes. You pop that off. You're perfectly content the whole time. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was it was absolute perfect golf weather. And the course was in really good condition. Course considering in phenomenal condition. there are spots that still have snow on it. Yeah. Like think mm-hmm. about that. There's snow that has yeah. yet to melt off. And that course was still pretty rock hard. Like it wasn't 
it wasn't just puddles everywhere. <laughs> Rock hard. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, Tyler, go on. First tee box. First tee box. Uh, I take the first drive of the breakfast ball year and true to form, fucking dribbler. Straight into the driving Straight range. Mm -hmm. um, Close to the driving It range. was so hosled that it didn't come off away from me. It came towards me. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway breakfast ball obviously there's no better time for a breakfast ball than the first drive of the first round of the year well some people would argue to say it's it's the only time that you can take the breakfast ball right well it's the mean, first tee box but we would disagree with that i do disagree with that yes and i like even if you did disagree with even taking it's the first drive of the, the literally the first swing of the season well also if you're playing a morning round um like breakfast at McDonald's used to end at 11, right? So you mm -hmm. can still take a breakfast ball from 8 a.m. to 11, mm -hmm. 11 a.m. We run off McDonald's time. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I take my breakfast ball. Next drive, much, much better. Um, still not in the fairway. Just but, a tiny push out to the right. Yeah, and I know exactly how far away from the green it was because I ranged my chip in the next shot. I was 60 yards out from the green, but that was mostly because of my fade. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it felt amazing. And then uh, I think everyone on the first hole took a breakfast ball, but you. I d yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, you crushed your first drive. Um, and the thing is, I didn't even see where it went. Like, I could I could feel it, and I could tell it was pretty good, but I didn't even see the ball in the air. No, I had eyes on it the whole time. I was like, Jesus, that's a great way to start. I think I blacked out. <laughs> I think that, I, <laughs> like, excitement. I, I just had so much excitement, so much energy, and so much focus. I mean, actually... I had the opposite. I had no, like I had zero focus. I wasn't thinking about anything at the time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, damn near, might I say dead straight right down the middle? Yeah, you had like mm -hmm. the tiniest little baby fade on it. And it was perfect because the green is just a little bit off to the right. <laughs> and you faded it right in front of the green. What were you, three yards off the fringe? It was uh, Texas Wedge off the fringe yeah. up, to, yep. up into the hole. Yep. Um, so I hit the chip shot of my life from 60 out over sand, uh, a little daunting, Yep. uh, land it just on the close fringe rolls up almost, almost holes out for birdie to start the year Eagle for Eagle to start the year. Um, and then Ryan chipped, what did you like put an eight putted with within eight feet. Yep. And then we both prominently sunk our birdie putts and all the people telling me that it's not a birdie because I took a breakfast ball. Suck my fucking dick. <laughs> Jesus. here's the thing about that is we control our own scorecards and the people who don't agree with you do not control them nope so i mean we can literally put whatever score we want mm -hmm. and we can claim that as our score yep and, uh, yeah, and we'll yeah. get into golfers anonymous later we got some really good submissions on <laughs> shit like that but this, if if i was to grade the audience on their participation this is the first A you guys have gotten. Listener Q&As have been good, but I'll give them Bs. Golfers Anonymous. The Golfers Anonymous a was a fucking A. <laughs> There's some that I'm just not going to read on the podcast. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so we finish up hole one, and I'll be honest. So Tyler made his, you know, about a two-foot birdie putt um, before I went to putt. Probably an eight-footer. Mm -hmm. Eight-footer left to right, probably a cup and a half, two cups. And I'll be honest... I had no swing thoughts. My drive, I had no thoughts when I hit the first putt off the fringe. I was a little bit nervous. Oh, I'm yeah. Like, this is this is this is storybook. Mm -hmm. If we were to both birdie the first hole of the year. 
And wouldn't you know, still really not thinking about much, fucking bank it off the back of the pin, straight down <laughs> to the hole. We are one under after one. Yep. And we're all stoked. Uh, you and Jake, you parred, correct? No, I three putted and bogey. Oh, okay. We need to talk about something yeah. with fucking Trevor here. Mr. I love the simulator. I think I'm really good in the simulator. I don't putt in the simulator. Damn right. How many fucking putts did you take in our first round of the year, Mr. I don't putt on the sim? 37. Hmm. How many holes are there in golf? Hmm. 18. Don't. What's, what's, 18, what's 18 times 2, Trevor? 36. So you... I three-putted at least five or six holes, and I one-putted like one or two holes. So you two, two point something uh-huh. putted every single hole. Mm-hmm. And, and you that's had some holes where you had three three feet to the to the cup. Yep, I missed a lot of a lot of putts. Lot, some putts we should have gave you, but also some putts that we weren't going to give you because we I knew that putt. you were struggling. Yep. Yeah, I I mean Trevor, I I think I think you learned a valuable lesson that you mm-hmm. can't go all winter long without putting. Well, I can, but you can't. You can't though. It's just you, not going to pay off. Yeah. I think it all is also it just is. a testament as to like how important your putter is. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I first started golfing three, four years ago, like heavily, Mm -hmm. I thought the driver was the most important club in the bag. I think everybody does when they start. Because it's the biggest, it's the baddest, it's it's the the coolest, it's the coolest, it's the most expensive uh, club in your bag. And it's like, this is the most important club. And then you forget about that little hunk of metal that sits Mm there uh, 95% of the time. And you're like, Hey, this thing could maybe come in handy for me someday. That little hunk of metal saved my round. Big time. My putter was hot, baby. It's the exact opposite. I think if if we played your version of golf with no putting and simulator, you kick my ass. Mm-hmm. But since there was actual putting involved, I kicked yours. I just couldn't figure out the greens. Like the, the wetness and the sand, I just couldn't get myself to hit the ball hard. Yeah. But I will say, so last week we welcomed Jake to the the PXG. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake's swinging the Gen 5s now, and I don't do this for Jake a whole lot. I was, I'm was i doing the same thing. I'm so glad he's not here for it. I know, me too. And make sure he doesn't listen to any of this. I won't. Because yeah. otherwise, I, I can't show up next week. Jake had one of the best rounds that I've ever seen him golf. Yeah. Now, this is a par 64, mm-hmm. and Jake shot an 80, mm-hmm. I believe, mm-hmm. which 16 over. Mm-hmm which is better than bogey golf. Yes, it is. Some of the shots that he was hit, some of the wedge shots that he was hitting were like, when did you learn how to hit a wedge I off kn- of a tee When box? did you learn how to fucking golf? <laughs> Jake, I'm not... I, again, I'm super glad he's not here because I would never say this to his face. No, God, no. <laughs> he's improved so much and I'm I'm genuinely impressed by him. Like he, he, and he, he actually worked for it. Like he golfed in the simulator at least three a to lot. four nights mm-hmm. a week all just to try and get better so he could compete and it, what he told me he's like i didn't want to be a liability on videos anymore 100 <laughs> percent um and uh i i genuinely impressed with him he had a lot of really good tee shots with his irons on the par threes yep um so hats off to you jake so glad you're not here to hear this he also had a tee shot with his driver where we all we all hit. I think there was two balls in the fairway, and there was two balls that were like maybe ten yards off of off the fairway. Mm-hmm. And he was five to ten yards off the fairway, but 
10 to 15 yards in front of all of us. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. where the fuck did that come from? Into the wind, like a little downhill to uphill. Mm-hmm. And Jake outdrives everybody. Yeah. Yep. He outdrove us several times. Gen 5 driver. Yep. Yep. I was very impressed with Jake. And that's all I'll say about that. Yep. Weird. Hate it. Uh, I still beat him though. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, I beat him by again? one. You shot 79? Yep. Um, Tyler asked me what I shot. Uh, Ryan, what did you shoot? Uh, this isn't a bragging moment. This is more so like a, hey, I shot a 69. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is there a better score to shoot on your first round of the year than 69? No, absolutely um, not. I was happy with how the first round went. There were, I had, so I was five over through 18 and I had two double bogeys. Yeah. Um, I was 15 over through 18 and I had a fucking eight and a six, <laughs> both, both on par threes. <laughs> So even if I just double bogey those, that would take off three. That one, I would take off four strokes if I just double bogeyed those holes. So then you are 12 over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 11 over. Yep. Yeah. Dude, how does, how does, I'll tell you how one gets an eight on a par three. Uh, you don't know how to get out of the sand and there's lots of sand. It was a that shorter par three, like one forty five. It was a whole one. I, I know what hole it was because when, as we were walking, you played it pin, twice. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I did. I did. I played it from. I played it from a different hole actually. Um, as we were walking down the fairway, I said, "This is the type of hole you could literally just punch like a an eight iron straight down the middle and, and roll it roll up. right up onto the green." Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, I hit a wedge, uh, pulled it a tiny little bit. It was actually I hit it pretty pure, but there was just a sand trap right up next to the left side of the green goes into the sand and it's not super plugged, but I don't know how to get out of there. So I promptly hit my shot out of the sand over the green into a different bunker and plug it. And then I like, like we're talking, we're talking plugged. Mm -hmm. And so I gave it another good whack and uh, hit it off the other side of the green, not into the sand, right past the bunker. Yep. And now I'm pissed. So I chip shot back over the green again. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then I just absolute sally the next chip onto the fringe and then two putt from there. So that's how you get an eight on a par three. <laughs> how do we get you better out of the sand? I just, I. Not I mean, even, not even, be- I mean, yes, better out of the sand, but just to get it out. Yeah, I don't know. I, I need to practice it, obviously. I just, there's only one place with a practice sand green here and it's not open yet. So I will say, um, I, I do not. Sand green, what a I, dumbass, sand trap. <laughs> I don't watch a whole lot of, I, I don't watch any like golf tip videos anymore because mm-hmm. it's just too much information at once. Um, but the one way I did learn how to hit out of the sand was um, by watching a golf tip video. Okay. And I, I've, I've never went to the range and practiced getting out of the sand. I've just watched a couple videos on it and that's it. I mean, I know in theory what I'm supposed to do. Like I gotta, I gotta take the sand and the ball first. I need to have my stance open. I need to have the club face open. I understand a little (laughs) bit of like the general rules of thumb in the sand trap, but I just have absolutely zero touch. Like I got the ball out of the sand both times, how Mm -hmm. you're supposed to. You bladed it though. I yeah. bladed it on the first one, yep. but I, I well, it still had a little loft to it. The second one, I hit how you're supposed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. The second yeah, one, yeah, I hit yeah. how you're supposed to. I just hit it way too hard. Sure, yeah. Because it was so plugged, and I'm like, 
I really got to hit it. So you just got to take more sand. It's, it's so buried in there. I really got to hit it hard. So going forward, I like, we'll allow you to just draw a line behind the ball and hit that line when, on your three. Yeah, swing. I mean, I've done that before and it still doesn't work. I just need to practice <laughs> it. I just don't practice. Just put it out. Okay, let's yeah. be realistic. I, that's 99. That's how I get out of the sand. But these these bunkers had huge lips. Yeah. Otherwise, I 1,000% would have pied it in. Huge lips. <laughs> you couldn't get it out of the lips. Um, I don't know. There's something about them. I love the aspirations, Tyler, but there's no way that you're going to go to the range and practice getting out of the sand. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Really? Yeah. Okay. I like going to the range by myself. Sure. And just fucking putzing mm-hmm. around. Yeah. And it's... It is a little annoying that the like the practice sand bunker is like not anywhere near the 150 range. yards away from where <laughs> the action is. Yeah. Yeah. I will say there's not there there's really nothing better than going to the range with like unlimited amount of time mm-hmm. and just kind of walking mm-hmm. around and doing whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. So first you maybe go hit a big bucket and then you maybe waltz over to the practice green and you hit some putts and then maybe you like fuck around and like, hey, can I hit this like ball above my feet, fifteen yard chip shot, like short sided? Mm-hmm. You start to fuck around with that kind of thing. I, I think it, that's probably the funnest part about practice is like, I can just do whatever I want. Yeah, I got two hours to burn, so I'm gonna do all of this, and then I'm gonna go get a beer in the clubhouse. Yep, that's yeah. I have plans to do that with a buddy actually that I haven't seen in forever. Yeah, same buddy that was at the worst golf course in the world. Okay, yep. yep. Meet up with him next week or something. Beauty. Go to the range, putts around, get a beer. Um, but our round, if you want to know how bad my blow-up hole situation is, I just explained the eight on the par three, right? <laughs> if I could just get the ball off the ground every shot, and I did for most, and get it in the general direction, I'd be a pretty decent golfer, I think. Yeah, because I in total, I had nine pars and a birdie, which is really good for me. Yeah, hole number one. Hole number one. Wasted it on a hole number no, one. No, no, no. That's a great tone. I know would have been se- would have been great. Season would have been great. That that's very true. But mm-hmm. would have been great if you could have birdied after the eight on the par three. Oh, I tried. <laughs> I know you. Yep, did. I tried. <laughs> um, but that just goes to show, like on ten of the eighteen holes, I was par or better, yeah. and still was fifteen over. So those other eight holes, basically, I was sixteen over through eight holes of the eighteen. I think it comes down to how can you recognize the blow-up hole early? Yeah, mm-hmm. I recognized it the second my ball landed in the sand. Yeah, um, and then you're like, I'm fucked. Yep. So I was great everywhere out of grass, I thought. It was just when I touched sand. And then at, towards the end, I think that uh, I was getting a little tired. Hadn't uh, swung or walked that much in a while. Oh, also, And I was hooking yep. everything. Mm-hmm. Yep, forgot to mention that. I mean, biggest part of the first time out of the year, walked. Oh, yeah. Fish I carts. told everyone I was going to call you out for that. We are a walk-only podcast this year. No, we're year. not. How many we're times? a walk-only podcast for one round, how and many that t- being the first, because the many? carts weren't even out. That You couldn't even you couldn't even get a cart. Right. How many times have we used a cart this year? Zero. Oh, so we're a walk-only yeah, yeah. podcast. Yes, sir. Nope. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to lie. And I do what, have a blister on my foot, so... There we go. You'll be fine. Who, who wants blisters on feet? I mean, we. I'm we, still gonna walk. I yeah, don't we shit. are. Wa- we are by definition a walk only podcast because we've only walked. Ron's going to get a cart right now. <laughs> yeah, he <laughs> was looking at him yesterday on Facebook. But we've done 136, ep- 135 episodes. Yeah, this year we are a walk only podcast. No, we new are. Year. We are a ride only podcast. New year, new us. 
everyone was feeling great after legs were tired back slash hips were tight but it was it felt good it felt good to feel something i'm actually surprised i've never seen anyone walking the streets with a golf bag on their back like to start training for (laughs) to start training for walking i would judge that person why it's like just do it on a treadmill and you're just walking to the course but but then you can't like you're not golfing on a treadmill you're golfing outside so why not get outside with a golf bag throw it on your back and just go walk a mile or two i would like to walk a mile in their golf shoes that's a good point tyler yeah um i will say for my round so i had two double bogeys um and that that really fucked me up mentally (laughs) you know why it's because both double bogeys occurred with driver off the tee box Mm. oh yeah now yeah you put it away towards the end oh my god i i'm i'm a new i'm a new type of person i would say within the last year i've i've turned a new leaf Mm -hmm. and that leaf being the the ego of the driver yep i am not afraid to put away my driver on hole number four Mm -hmm. but that's my question if you have the self-awareness to understand like hey the driver just doesn't have it today let's go hybrid or three wood a little more a little more for sure um like when's a good time to put the driver away okay so my rule on a normal course my it would definitely wouldn't have been my rule on that par three par four hybrid where you don't get to swing your driver as often is three strikes you're out okay Three, mm-hmm. three miss hits on the driver she goes in the she goes in the bag for the rest of the round i think for me it's got to be it's got to be three three miss hits in a row okay like if i if i hit two good ones and a bad one and then i follow that up with another bad one followed by a good one and then a bad one like that's three but it's not three in a row yeah so i'm like my odds mm-hmm. are still 50 50 see i would still put that away because 50 50 isn't good enough for me like i i gotta at least hit <laughs> I, I will fucking hit six iron off the deck i know you will. every time if that's the one i know i can hit straight that day what i mean what is it about the driver? I don't know. That it's a fucking coin flip. It's so weird. Because like here, I have a ball marker. I'm going to start doing that. That's going to be my new thing off the tee. <laughs> flip a coin. Heads I'm yes, literally just going to no. flip a tee or flip a coin or flip a ball marker. This is heads. That's tails. Whatever it lands on, that's what ha- is going to happen with the driver. I don't hate that. I don't either. Actually, I kind of like that. You do it on the first tee and then have it dictate your whole round. Mm-hmm. That is true. That just, is true. Because then it's not you putting the driver away. It's the coin putting the driver away. Yeah, it's away. golf telling you to put it away. So yeah. no one can argue with the sport. I'm going to start doing that. I like that. To determine whether or not I'm going to use driver on the hole, I'm going to just start flipping a coin. Mm-hmm. Jesus, take the wheel. Because again, it like 50-50 is generous for me. I'm talking like 30-70. Like driver on to off? 30% on, 70% on. I think it's better than that. Dude, I hit two fairways <laughs> through 18 holes. Mm. And there was probably okay. there's probably <laughs> nine or ten drivable holes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two fucking fairways. And I still had a really good round in my mind. Yeah, you had a great round. So why do we keep using it? I don't know. I mean, and I'll, I'll tell you what, Tyler. It's not the club's fault. No. <laughs> it's just like when you when, when you have the crosshairs on a nice deer and you miss, it's not that the is, scope's it's fault. It's on your fault. It's not the gun's yeah. fault. It's your fault. Yep, I'm with that. I mean, I mean, the problem with me and the driver, though, is like if it's off, you got to learn how to hit it at some point because it is a useful exactly. tool. Yep. But here's the thing. 
I've been hitting this driver way better than I hit my last driver. I shit you not was 10%. It was 10 and nine. <laughs> Jesus. But here's the thing. Are you talking your pre PXG one? Correct. I know. It's like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know exactly that's what's funny. Oh, yeah. It was, it was, it was 10%. It was 1090. But I kept hitting it and kept hitting mm-hmm. it and kept hitting it. I'm like, I have to learn how to hit this thing. And then I got fitted for a club and I started hitting it better. But again, it's still, there's still user error. Mm-hmm. I'm like, here's what goes through my mind. Well, fuck, I just push slice that one into the trees, OB. Now, this next one that I tee up, I have to compensate for that. And then, so I snap hook it straight left. And it's mm-hmm. like, what what's going on here? <laughs> what is going on? Uh, what's going on is you need to just pull your seven iron out of your bag. Or the hybrid. Yeah. Or the hybrid. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's, if you, if you know anything about course management, which I don't yet, I'm getting there though. Mm-hmm. Um, the move is to hit a different club off the tee to put yourself in a good position to where you can get an eight, a nine, or a P wedge into the green. Yeah. I think the, what is the rule? Like you hit your drive so you can hit your favorite club next. Correct. Yeah. And I've never, the fuck. Did we just hit a shot on accident? Yeah, we just went OB in the water on the simulator. <laughs> Whoopsies. In the middle, I must have kicked the ball. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to give the driver hole number one a chance. I'm going to give hole number two a chance. And after that, it's going to be 50-50. Okay. Flip <laughs> a coin. Yep. Big fan. Love that. Trevor, you should do that as well because your driver was all over the place. No, it no, wasn't. wasn't. I had dude. One? His driver was fucking yeah. dick. What about your blow-up hole that you dribbled it I off? Missed the barely. Ball. Oh, you missed the ball with what? One drive. Your driver, but one drive. Tyler, he drove the ball phenomenally. Ah, uh, it's a, he did okay. Trevor, what kind of driver do you hit? Uh, PXG. Thank you. Oh no shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Trevor. With, Trevor's he's not a part of. He's not a part That's of the true. Gen. Yeah, 6 you group. did have them before he you started before working here. Mm-hmm. So. Dude, Trevor's driver was solid. Yeah, I just, the one hole that sticks out of my head yeah. is the one you barely dribbled it past the the ladies' box, and yep. then your next shot was worse. Yep, that was just a bad hole. Like, we didn't, Jake and I didn't hit great drives, and it took Trevor three shots to get to us. That was my hole. Yeah, no, we all have them, though. Yep. And I think Jake asked me, like, you a little nervous? Like, he was asking <laughs> about him having to drop his pants about the ladies' box. Yeah. Trevor's like, yeah, I'm a little nervous. Like it's like I'm golfing with my heroes, and it's like, okay, and like it's just so much pressure. Because Grandpa Dave is actually the one who made the first comment about dropping your pants. Yeah, and not getting a ladies' box. You did get past it. You you actually went by it and rolled down a. It rolled decently, hill. but it was just like on a downhill lie. And I was yeah, like, oh, God damn it. Yeah, you're topping the next one for sure on that yeah. lie. What uh, to wrap this segment up? First round of the year was, f- I mean, you can't get better vibes in the first round of no. the year. What was your guys' favorite part? Um, just golfing with my heroes. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Great that. answer. I knew you were going to say uh, that. I think the, the bid for the scramble team went pretty well for Jake. Trevor, Jerry's still out. I'm going to make you, you still got to earn it. Yep. Well, here's the thing about Trevor is like, if his driver's on, then like we need that type of driver. I understand that, but we've only got one round. But my chips were good too. I could I could chip, but I just could not you, fucking putt. You are most definitely putting first in I our was, scramble. I was just gonna say you need mm-hmm. a guy to putt first. Yeah, but we I'll need a that. guy that can like get it somewhat close so we can get an accurate okay. line. I'll hammer that bitch to that fucking hole if I have. <laughs> this, this, this guy. I'll make sure I don't leave it short then. He was like putting with a sledgehammer. <laughs> the putting was tough. 
is really tough. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I think there's two solid bids out. Nothing is set in stone yet. Yeah, if, but I, I think in, Jake made a good case for himself, buddy. We need to see him repeat. We need to make sure that this wasn't a crazy one-off. Yep. Um, Trevor, we got to mm-hmm. see some improvements on the green, and you're in. All, overall, though, everybody, Tyler, everybody passed the vibe check, which is our number one thing. Yep. Yep. Uh, you need to improve out of the sand. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, I do. But if, <laughs> so, okay, if we are taking a shot out of the sand in a scramble, we have a bigger issue. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so objectively speaking, does Trevor need to get better on the green or do you need to get better out of the sand? He needs to get better on the green because I kicked his ass and I, I only mm-hmm. was in the sand once. And I mean, we're always on the green. We're not always going to be in the sand. Yeah, that's true. So. I mean, four shots. Yes to both. I do need to get better out of the sand because what happens is the pine to palm. I'm having the round of my life. Yeah. And I can't, I get stuck in the sand on 18 and I get a 12. Just take a drop. <laughs> drop I, out of the sand. I genuinely <laughs> might take it unplayable <laughs> to save a round. Dude, you're just in the sand. Can, Don't, okay. please. Can you just take a penalty stroke whenever you want? I think you can mark something as unplayable. I don't know. I don't know. This is one of the, the 10% you're talking <laughs> 5%. about. Well, no, 5%. If you just move your ball, you will lose a stroke because you move your ball and just move it out of the fucking sand. Yeah, so like if you land it, if you're like, let's say you're plugged to the sand trap, can you just move it back from the sand trap onto the grass and just take a penalty stroke? I want to say you can, but I don't know. Because huh. I would honestly, for for you, Tyler, I would consider doing that. Yeah, I mean, like for option one is to practice. Okay. And then, okay. And if, yeah, and that's if, probably the best option. And then yeah. if that doesn't work, then yeah, I'll do that. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. That would be funny in a scramble. Like I'll go first, and I just take a drop backwards <laughs> in case you guys don't get out of the sand. Yeah. Or you're like, okay, well, I think we have a good chance at holding this out, not in the sand. Yep. So we'll mm-hmm. take the penalty stroke and we'll take the hole out. Yep. But yeah, uh, my favorite part, birdie, birdie to start. Yeah, I mean, how can you, you, beat you that? can't beat that, dude. Grandpa Dave getting excited, giving up double peace signs like he's JFK. <laughs> <laughs> really? Too what? soon. I think he would. Uh, no, or that was Bill Clinton that does this, right? Yeah, it was after he left the Oval Office with Monica. Oh, yeah. Yep. Double, <laughs> double deuces. Um, but yeah, he was pumped. I was pumped. I thought quite, thoughts on the playlist. Does it need improvements? How do you guys feel about the music? I, I wasn't really listening, to be honest. I, I, I was at times, and it like it, it wouldn't have been my first choice, but I think just the fact that there was some sort of noise mm-hmm. that that was coming from a speaker, was it was good. Right, because I still think we need to cater one to our page in general. Uh, the, I played my music, yeah. and I know Jake liked it because we like the same music, and I was more curious on pulling you two, because if you guys don't like it, we have to make a, our own playlist. Uh, so you like you like uh, like older stuff. I like older stuff. I had some newer stuff on there, but it was everything yep. chill. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like new chill stuff. So you okay. can you, yeah, you can call me a non non like traditional country mm-hmm. fan if you want. Um, but I like the the Luke Combs of the world and okay. the uh, um, I, I'm a Warren Warren Zeters fan, but probably not on the zippers. golf zippers. I'm a Warren zippers fan, but not on the golf yep. course. I had the the new country I had on there. I had some Ben Burgess. Ben, Bur- uh, yeah, I like Ben Burgie. Uh, I had some some Morgie Wally on there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Hardy. Hardy was on there. Yep. I had a little Zach Bryan. Yep. Zach Bryan's chill. That's that's a good golf course mix. Yeah, he's he, Zach Bryan is a little too chill sometimes. Yeah, when so you throw, it's very selective with yeah. this. Song. When you get something in the something in the orange. Yeah, on, not on, like, on the tee box. You're like. Ugh. 
Okay, like I think I have Oklahoma Smoke Show on there. That, that's not, a good one. Not orange. Not the something, something in the, the orange. orange. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little. Uh, that's that's some like reflection style music. Yeah, I don't need. I don't need to be thinking when I'm out there. I just need no. to be relaxed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, know. I think you- next time I'm just gonna put Ted Lasso on my phone. That's fine. Yeah. And watch that the oh, entire God. round. I'll be in such a good mood. What a great way to play around a golf and knock out a Netflix series. Seriously, mm-hmm. or just any series in general. Yeah, and I just like watch it through the headphones so I can pause it for every shot so I don't miss anything. Yeah, and then I'll just <laughs> drive and watch. I will say though the like the way the weather was that day, I could have went with no music. Yeah, I'm with you. Birds are chirping. Mm-hmm. Ice was cracking. <laughs> Literally, the ice in the lake next to the mm-hmm. course. I probably could have went with no music. Okay. Um, one last thought. I would say my favorite thing about the first round of the year was hole number seventeen. Oh, 100, yeah. 125 yeah. yard par yeah. three uphill. Mm-hmm. Um, hit a 50 degree solid, like really solid, but yep. you can't like when it hits the green, you can't see where it goes out because it's that. too elevated. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I look over at you guys, I'm like, what if that win the hole? <laughs> and as and, we start, go ahead. And all like, I was like, oh yeah, it's a really good shot. But I'm like, no, he was short. No, it didn't get to the hole. Shorter, a little bit right. Yeah. Yep. And but I don't know what the green does and mm-hmm. how far back the pin is to mm-hmm. know like yes it could have went from right to left into the hole, so as we're walking up I look over I like look over the hill, and I am pin high, eight inches <laughs> from a hole in one, mm-hmm. and I get it you can you can say that about anything I was two inches from a hole in one I was you could say you were fifteen yards away from a hole in one, and yeah you're correct yep. eight inches away from a hole in one first round of the year. Which tap, is sweet. Tap in birdie. And you know, strategically what I did was I walked up to it damn near right away and putted it in so that you guys didn't have the chance to say, no, you have to wait to put it in. <laughs> well, that was collectively as a group our best hole. Because even the hole where we birdie birdied, Jake doubled and you bogeyed. Yep. So that we went birdie and then par, par all around. Yeah. yeah, on that hole, on yeah. 17. Yep. And I hit a shot that was 55 yards left. Yep. And I had to mm-hmm. punch through trees and then made a really long putt for par. Phenomenal. Yeah. So that was the best hole for the group of us. Yeah. I uh, And then hole 18 was uh, the only par five on the course. Yep. Sprayed one right. Um, and then we're 225 out. Yeah, I could I could lay up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, probably not. So I hit a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, pin high. But also like right next to the parking lot. Um, <laughs> my lie is on the sand that has been blown off the parking lot from from the wintertime. Yep. And there was a tree and also a wooden fence post right in front of me. <laughs> but also like, that's fine. You just curl one around the tree onto the green. You two putt for par. It's fine. Did you? I'm going for every par five. Might as well. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, it's the only hole you get a recovery shot. Exactly. But it, it is a scorable hole, so maybe I could mm-hmm. score more if I just laid up and then chipped on. Not if you're already left. I also or, wanted to hit my hybrid, though. Yep, yeah, I feel you. It's a battle. Yeah, overall, great, great round. Felt good to get back out there and get some fresh air in the lungs, some sun on our face, and some clubs in our hands. It was, uh, I, I couldn't have asked for more. It was like a sore dick, Ryan. I and think. we haven't been out since. That was last Thursday. Yep, I think I told you this on the course. That was It was like a sore dick. You can't beat it. And with that... <sighs> We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with some fire golfers anonymous. (laughs)
Okay, we are going to start the Golfers Anonymous in the ad reads because Ooh. we have one submitted about Union Green Balls, Ryan. Mm. Uh, <laughs> where'd he go? Where'd he go? All right. I'm not going to say his name, but here's the message. This is submitted via Spotify. Hi, my name is blank. <laughs> and I have a problem. I bought three boxes of T-Birds from Union Green and got the fourth one free. I lost all 48 balls in 36 holes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Two rounds in this guy. Lost 18 balls, sir. That's 1.3 balls per hole on average. I respect the shit out of that. Because <laughs> the homie did not think once about laying up. No, He's like, absolutely I am swinging not. as hard as I can every time. Don't give a shit where it goes. And the beauty of all of that, Ryan, is he can just go get another 48 balls for about 50 bucks. That think, is wild. Think about this. All right, 48 balls. Tyler, that's more UG balls than we found underneath of our uh, underneath the bar outside the simulator. Yeah. Yeah, that's how many balls he lost himself and that's 15 of us playing in the same simulator. All right, think about think about this though. This is the beauty of Union Green. The guy loses 48 balls, which means he lost about 50 bucks. If he were to have bought one of the big name brand balls, that go for around six, seven dollars a ball. Yep. He would have lost three hundred and thirty-six dollars. Now break that down for me. So seven times forty-eight. He lost forty-eight balls. Yep. Is three hundred thirty-six. Seven times forty-eight. Mm-hmm. Seven bucks a ball. Seven bucks a ball. You lose forty-eight of them. That's three hundred thirty-six dollars. Because golf ball prices, my friends, are going up. And mm-hmm. and even if it's just. Six bucks a ball. That's still $288 this guy would have lost if he was playing some big name brand ball. Okay, let's be generous. If he, Even if they're five bucks a ball, that's $240. <laughs> yeah, but instead he only lost like 50 bucks. And buddy, do you know what happens after all the misses? You start to get a little bit straighter. <laughs> ball starts to go a little bit further. Yes, it does. You start to get a little bit better. <laughs> and it's great that your learning phase, your practice phase, doesn't cost you $366. I think part part of like that, that's part of why people get turned off of golf. Yeah, the, the mm-hmm. price tag. And if you can learn and not bust the bank, that's great. It's phenomenal. You yeah. could go out and buy some really crappy balls mm-hmm. and like, okay, that's fine. But I'm telling you, these are legitimate balls. Mm-hmm. They're good. They are good. And we, Ryan and I birdie birdied on the first hole of the entire season. Hole number one. I was using a pin drop. I think you were using a T-Bird. No, we were using the same exact ball. Nope, mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, I was using T-Bird. Trevor and I were using the yeah. same exact Oh, did ball. you have the same amount of stars too even? Yep. But oh. I just started walking up to the one that was 20 yards further. <laughs> <laughs> so that might have been my ball. We it don't could know. have been your ball, Trevor. <laughs> you know. didn't say he was ball. driving well. That is... If you, if you just run that through your mind real quick, 48 balls in 36 holes is... That's actually unbelievable. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know if there was like a couple holes in those 36 where he didn't lose a ball because then you know that there were a couple holes where he lost like four. And I mean, uh, let's just let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He was playing one of the toughest courses on planet Earth. Absolutely. He had mm-hmm. to have been playing like 10 yard Pebble fi- Beach or Whistling Straits yeah. like on, on a giant bay and he's just mm-hmm. hitting him into the Great Lakes of the ocean. Yeah. 40 mile per hour winds. 40 mile an hour Straight winds. towards the water. Fairways were 10 yards wide mm-hmm. with... um 
swamps and alligators on both sides. Super thick rough. Can't even find your ball. In no, there. you can't even find your ball in the rough. You know what else? He also didn't tell us. He only told us he lost 48 Union Green balls. I wonder if when he ran out, he lost any others. Because <laughs> you, you, yeah. you know that he was, he was in the in he was in the thick stuff, looking for balls, looking for his ball, and he probably found other balls mm-hmm. that he also lost. <laughs> so, <laughs> sir, I commend you. Yes, I commend you for continuing on. Yes, I agree. Hey, stay strong, dude. We've all been there. I've never like golfed thirty six holes that back to back and lost that many balls, but I have lost. At least twelve to fifteen in a round before. So the most balls, and I, I don't know why I remember this, why I have never said it. The most balls I've lost in one hole is five. Yeah, in one hole. In one hole. Jeez. Jeez. So yeah, next, don't feel bad about this. Uh, you're gonna get better. That's the whole point of this. Uh, and if you want more balls, you can go to UnionGreen.com, buy three boxes of T-Birds, get your fourth box free, and then throw promo code Double Bogey on top of that. And then get your double bogey 20, excuse me, and get 20% off the rest of it. So it ends up being about 50 bucks for four boxes of balls. You got to love it. Uniongreen.com. Do it. Tyler, first round of the year. First round with the new Gen 6s. I will tell you, I've never never cleaned my clubs more than I did (laughs) the other day. Because there's something about when you have new clubs and you want to keep them clean for as long as possible. Now, this will probably only last a couple of rounds. But between every shot, I had my tee out of my hat. I was scraping grooves. I was. I had my towel that was a little bit damp. Um, I was. I was. I was spit shining clubs in between shots. See, I was the opposite. I was like, I gotta get these bad boys dirty. I gotta season. I gotta season them like a cast iron pan. Yep. They gotta. They gotta feel the ground so I, they can golf better. There is. There is two ways to go about it. There's that. There's the cast iron pan way, mm-hmm. which the dirtier the better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's. Let's see how long these things can look brand new for. Yep. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about enough on this podcast is the putters. At least for me, I have the bat attack from PXG. It looks like Batman's cowl. That is 100% the reason I picked that one. Yep. It is a fucking weapon. <laughs> I love that thing, dude. It's more of a we- weapon than Batman is himself. Honestly, it is like I'm wearing Batman's utility belt when I got that thing in my hands because I can putt out of the sand with it. Yep. I can putt out of the off the fringe with it. I can putt out of the fairway with it. And it is a sniper on the greens. I had like three putts over 25 feet. Yep. Easily. Mm-hmm. What a great feeling. It, it was phenomenal because like nothing can recover a bad shot better than a long putt made. And I, let me tell you this, Tyler. A lot of people like to uh, re-grip their putters with, mm-hmm. the, uh, with the you know fat grip, skinny grip, whatever yep. it is. Um, the stock grip, actually. I, I'm a huge proponent of stock grips on putters. So I right away I'm not. I was. I've said this on the podcast. I do not like the fat grips. Yep. And I have the skinniest grip you can get from PXG, and it was still too fat for me in my mind. I didn't like how it felt in my hands. The the grip anyway. And so I was going to get it re-gripped, but after the first round of the year, I can't. I am not touching that thing. You can't. You it just had to give it a staying. chance. You just had to give it a chance. Yep. Um, I w- also would like to comment on the sugar daddies. Oh, so yeah. So the course we played is a par three, par four hybrid. Um, a lot of par threes that are between like 115 and 140. Yep. So like a perfect, you know, 58, 54, 52, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, the sugar daddies... They literally were sugar daddies. They were. They I could were not on thank the money. them enough 
after that round. I mean, fuck, damn near hold out. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Uh, I damn near hold out on every single par three because, you know, 15 yards, that's almost a hole out. True. I mean, 10 the, feet, that's like, almost in a the grand out. scheme of things, in theory, that's really close. Yeah. <laughs> Think about all the other places you could have hit it. 15 feet away from the hole is pretty good. Guys, if you just think about it, like even if you're 25 feet away from the pin, like you almost hold out. Mm-hmm. You're 25 mm-hmm. feet away from a hole out. Right. You could have dribbled it off the tee and it could have gone six feet. Like, think about that. That is in play. And you put it 15 from the pin. Yes. Another great thing about PXG is if the driver is not on, if the coin flip does not land in your favor, mm-hmm. uh, the hybrid, the three wood, even the driving iron that I have, they're great second options. Yes. They are not going, they will let you down. I will make you a but guarantee. But they're not going to let you down much. I'll make you a guarantee right now. Ooh. If you have a full bag of PXGs, no matter what, no matter what, w- at least one club will be working for you on the tee. I can get behind that. You just got to find it. It, it, might it might be a 58 <laughs> off of a, off of a par <laughs> four, 400 yard par four. Yep. Something will be on for you on the tee box. And I, that is a Tyler guarantee. Take it to the bank. PXG.com. Mm-hmm. Go check them out. All right, Ryan. I'm so excited for this segment. This is one of the most hyped segments that we've had in a while. I mean, we didn't even hype it up that much in the podcast because I was like, oh yeah, this could be fun. This is going to be great. We have so many good submissions. Now, to preface things, guys, again, if you go, if you listen on Spotify, you click into the episode at the very bottom. Mm-hmm. There's a submission box, right? Yep. That's where you can go submit anything that we do in the future. Yes. So we got. I mean, we have DMs on Instagram, Facebook. Um, a lot of a lot of them came from Spotify. Yeah, I think like, we have some really really good ones on Spotify. I've looked through them all, and I think in the future moving forward, we're probably just going to limit it our submissions to Spotify and then maybe one platform. Cause right now we just have too many places to look. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'll start here with now. How, how are you going to structure this? Are we going straight AA style? Um, no, I'm not going to say anyone's names. No, but are, are, like, hello. Okay. You're not going to do that. No, I'm, okay. no. Cause Damn, I, they, I was looking forward to it's that. anonymous. They okay. don't want people to know their names. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> All right. This first guy I relate to so much because there's someone in this room that I feel the exact same way about. Trevor, I guarantee it's me. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Our first golfer anonymous submission is from blank. I hate my playing partner. <laughs> <laughs> what? It was a joke, Ryan. Fuck. I hate my joke. playing partner. He's cocky, condes- he's cocky, condescending, has anger issues. He's broken many clubs by throwing and snapping them over his knee. And if he hits a bad shot, he hits a bad shot every round. Who are you referring to saying? I said it was a joke because I knew it was coming. I don't oh, think it was a joke. Oh, He was projecting. <laughs> no, you've never broken a club. You don't have anger issues or you're not cocky or condescending. Thank you, Tyler. Yeah. Aww. But you do um, hit a bad shot every round. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. 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 And I read that last part wrong. He says he he's broken many clubs by throwing and snapping them over his knee if he hits a bad shot. And he hits a bad shot every round. So Buddy, he's breaking a club every round. He's yeah. breaking a club every single round. That's got to get really fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. One. Very. Uh, but if he's cocky and condescending, he's probably a rich douchebag. So it doesn't matter. So my first question is, how do you even... so? This guy, he had to have been a good guy to golf with right away. Or his only option. Yeah. And or I his think, only option. I think, buddy, like the only course of action here 
is to start golfing alone or with anyone else. That that's a that's actually a great point. There there is a quick fix to this one, Tyler, yeah. and that is start by golfing alone. Eventually, the right playing partner is mm-hmm. going to come along, and you guys are going to vibe a lot better. A lot less clubs are going to get broken, and a lot less anger issues are going to be had. Now, I golfed alone last year for the first time ever, mm-hmm. and it was one of the most peaceful, best rounds that I played the entire year. Yep, I golfed eighteen holes. I had the second tee time of the day. And if I had the first tee time and didn't have to wait, because I, I mean, I was cruising. Yep. If I didn't have to wait at half the tee boxes for the couple in front of me, I'd have been done in about an hour, 45 minutes. Right. But I, instead, I was done in two hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it felt great. It was amazing. Yeah, so that's my only advice for you, dude. You got to dump this guy because this guy's going to ruin golf for you. Or, I mean, also what you can do, yes, there, there's this, we talk about, being the solo in a group of three or being a solo in a group of two. I think in this scenario, it sounds like you're a pretty good guy because you recognize that your playing partner is a D bag. Yep. So get a tee time with one, like look at the tee time saying like one golfer, like one golfer left on this tee time golf with some other people. And I think you're, you're going to enjoy things a hell of a lot more. Yeah. Without a doubt, man, that's, that's literally the only advice we can give you. I mean, the other option, Tyler, after the swinger golf idea that we had, yep. there are... There's 15 of those apps now. 15 so. of them now. You're welcome, world. So, uh, <laughs> And I, I don't know which one's the best one. So there's you can do some research. You can find people. And actually, I, I went... I tried one out the other day. And it is like t- swiping on Tinder. Like, Yeah, I, though, though, I've seen ads. They're literally advertising it as Tinder for golfers. Right. But I, I, yep. I, I actually did it. I, didn't, I did not swipe right on anybody. Um, because he's I cheating on you, Tyler. Because I have golfing partners. That's fine. I don't, he's I don't, cocky, condescending, yeah. and he's got yeah. anger issues. <laughs> you're, you're painting. You're painting this picture of me that's just Cheater. not true. Yep. Cheater. No, Ryan. I said I was kidding. <laughs> <sighs> All right, we got a ton of these. I got another one for you. This is from also anonymous. I've played a course at least ten times, and I've hit the same house. <laughs> Every time I've played, <laughs> I should probably start skipping that hole. No. No, you shouldn't <laughs> no. start skipping that hole. It is you versus that yes. house now. It doesn't matter if you shoot a 150. If you don't hit that house on one of the rounds, you won. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, it sounds like the the property owners have not said anything about it. No. <laughs> so I, you, keep, you have to keep going until mm-hmm. the property owners mm-hmm. say... All right, buddy. We've been watching you for the last three years, and I think it's just time that you maybe club down or club up something that is yeah, not yeah. in the range of our house. No, I th- I genuinely think you keep that same club in your hands. You've got it in your hands for a reason. It is you. Now it doesn't matter if you eighteen putt every hole mm-hmm. like Trevor, or you shank it off the tee like me, or you, sh- you can't get out of the sand like me, or you shake it off the drive like Ryan does not matter. If you can get through a round without hitting that house, you win. You Just win, seven iron that whole hole. And I'll tell you what, if you walk up to that tee box and you flip that house, the double birds, and you <laughs> fucking smoke one right down the middle. Right in there. That is what <laughs> no. life that is what life is all about. I figured out how you're not gonna hit that house, buddy. I know it. Aim for the house. Aim for that house and you will not hit it. That's correct. <laughs> yes, sir. You That's correct. line up right at their fucking front door. And you swing as hard as you can, and you will not hit that house. And what's going through your head when you're about to when you're about to swing? 
don't hit the house, don't hit the house, don't hit the house. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna hit the nope. house. You're not gonna. <laughs> he's trolling the house. I want to. Yeah. He's going right through the window. That's the one time so, he, he rockets one yeah. straight. You think like homeowners on a golf course, like this house has to look at this. I mean, they. I can guarantee you, they've been home when mm-hmm. he's hit their house. They can hear. Oh it. yeah. Um, they gotta have like, I saw. I saw a product on Shark Tank yesterday. It was like a stretchable like screen for your window so you can clean the bugs out of them. Mm-hmm. They need to have some sort of plexiglass, some sort of special window for golf courses. Because the liability is going to shoot way down yep. if you're not getting your window smashed in by our golfers anonymous. Our boy anonymous. That's actually unbelievable. Um, there has been a hole before where this is the hole I lost five balls on. More a Moorhead Country Club. Okay. Um, I ripped one straight left, right into a camper. It was <laughs> oh in the driveway. God. I'm pretty sure that I, can, I can't remember if the guy was outside or not. Right into the fucking camper. Okay, let's tee another one up. Don't hit the house. Don't hit the camper. Don't hit the house. Don't hit the camper. Okay, well we're just gonna go straight for the house. Rip another one straight left. Roof of the house. <laughs> and mind you, there's a river directly to my right, about 20 yards off the fairway. Don't hit it in the river. Don't hit the house. Don't hit the camper. What do I do next? I hit it over top the house into the backyard. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play a drop up there. So there's three balls. Next shot went into the water. Uh, next shot went into the other water. And then I'm like, okay, concede. I'll put a ten down on my scorecard. Oh no. <laughs> so the house, yeah, yeah. Stay away from the houses. Yep. Mm-hmm. Don't hit the house. Don't hit the house. Don't hit the house. Um, I have another property damage one here for you Ooh, okay. from also anonymous. Hanging out in the yard with my brother. My brother hit a golf ball into his other brother's truck window. Oh, we told our parents a golfer hit it over the green and shadowed the window while we were driving past the course. Your parents didn't believe a fucking word of that. (laughs) They know you are full of shit. Unless unless buddy that keeps hitting that same house was golfing that day. That is true. Then maybe they'll believe it. How many, how many, cars that are on the road do you think are getting hit every year uh, that are physically driving dude it can't be many the only time i've ever even seen it happen close was matt last year in pelican yeah he had like a 40 yep. yard ship and he hit it 110 yep. onto the road at a truck oh god we've got it on camera but if you if you're driving and your truck gets hit by a golf ball are you stopping no that's not, not their fault. I'm not either. I wouldn't. I would, especially considering the level of golfer I am. I'm absolutely not holding them accountable for that. Yeah, I'm not stopping. It's either. karma for every house I've hit. Actually, I probably would stop because then they'd think I'm really pissed off. But then I'd be like, "Dude, I've been so close to doing this yeah. too." There's because imagine <laughs> what that guy's feeling like. Fuck, am mm-hmm. I am I gonna have to pay for this? Get this guy's dent removed? Mm-hmm. Go pay ahead, for a new Tyler. windshield. No, I'm, you go ahead. You do one. I'm All right. I got one, one from Instagram. Um, okay. This is from, uh, hi guys. I'm blank and I'm a golfaholic. I'm a golfaholic and I have a confession. I cheated on the day I finally beat my uncle. He's my grandpa Dave. The playing conditions were dog shit, so I didn't really care too much about score, but he was keeping score and I told him single when I shot double a couple times. And at the end, he shook my hand and said, well... You did it. No. And I'm like, what did I do? I beat him by one stroke. (gasps) I just hope I can do it honestly soon. No, that hurts. And what he did, he he also confirmed like, uh, I just want to clarify, like 
his, him beating his uncle is your Grandpa Dave. Yeah, moments. I know. And I'm thinking about if I cheated to beat Grandpa Dave, I would feel real bad. You know exactly it, it, how you'd feel. And it doesn't sound like he cheated with the intent to win. Correct. Because it was it, dog shit conditions. Yeah. And he wasn't keeping score, but his uncle was. Yeah, that sucks. I'm so sorry to hear that, dude. on multiple holes, he said single when he shot double, and he beat him by one. So not only did he not beat him by one, he probably lost by two or three. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. And now his uncle's got to sit there and live with the fact that, oh, young man beat me now. It's all downhill from here. And the rivalry rivalry will never be the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can't talk shit to him anymore. That, that's half the fun is talking yeah. shit to Grandpa Dave. Like, you can't talk shit anymore if you the time you beat him, you were cheating. Well, and the statute of limitations is like, what, 10 years? Something. So you can't tell him for 10 years. Yeah. yeah. You you cannot tell him until you beat him. Correct. For real and mm-hmm. legitimately. And you have to live with the guilt of that. That's tough. That now, sucks. Now, every time they play again, it's never going to be the same for him. Nope. No. And I, like, I don't even see him beating him. Because he's always going to have that in the back of his mind. He's going to be like, I have to beat him. I have to beat him. I can't lose him again. That's a tough go, my guy. It's a tough go. But you did it. The damage is done. Now we just got to move on. Yep. 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 Because now you're you're the villain in your own head. You got any other ones? Um, Yeah. Don't you have one more? I have one more. You want want me to rattle it off? Go for it. My name is blank and I'm a cheater. Oh, for other golfers really when i was younger early 20s i would often let my playing partners cheat to keep their mood up or give them gimmies at non-gimme length just so they wouldn't become miserable or hey you get relief from that local baby tree rule or pull out of the sand they're working on all like they're working on all the bunkers Mm -hmm. hey uh ground under construction up there free relief there were a couple guys I played with that could ruin your round because their um, theirs was going to because their round was going to shit. So I let them cheat. Big fan of the show. Keep it going. Thanks. Man of the people. Mm-hmm. What I responded is I said, "You are a guy's guy for sure." Yeah, I mean, I absolutely am with that one hundred percent. Like, it, and it's also you can do it selfishly too. Hundred like, percent. You don't want the mood to be ruined by someone else's shitty attitude. Give them a drop. Mm-hmm. Now come drop by me, dude. And Whatever. I, yep. So. We used to do this for Matt when oh, Matt yeah. was golfing <laughs> with us, but I, but I feel like Matt knew what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Now, the way that this guy had described it was his playing partners didn't really know that's why he was doing it, mm. which is, Even which is the perfect way to do it. Yep. Because then so, they don't feel belittled or patronized. But I also love that. It's like if you're golfing with someone new and they have a six foot putt. Hey, maybe let them putt one out from six feet. If they make that, then you can give them every other six, seven, eight footer that they mm-hmm. come across throughout the round. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fully on board with this. You you are a man of the people. I respect that. I wanna I wanna golf with with this guy someday. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with you. Because um, if I have a 15 footer, is that good? Okay, sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan puts it anyway, misses by six feet. Yeah. All right, we have one more submission, and this one's a novel. Okay, <laughs> buckle up, everybody. Okay, buckle up. Here's the story. Rewind a few weeks ago to the first round of the year. 
Being a golfer from Northwest Pennsylvania, we had a freak warm streak, so we took advantage of it. As myself and my regular golfing buddy were setting up on the ninth tee box, I looked over to the third green to see two gigantic middle-aged guys who look like fucking absolute units in gym shorts and cut-off t-shirts putting. As they finished, they looked our way, gave us the wave, and continued on. Being the first nice weather, I was I was obviously on my f- on my way to fucking hammered. <laughs> Lining up my drive on nine, which is a long par four, I absolutely crushed my fucking drive right in front of the two mongoloid-looking mother effers. <laughs> At that point, I felt like fucking DJ walking off of that tee box. That was when it all went to shit. I lined up for my second shot, which should have been an easy 40-yard chip to the green. Living off the high from smoking my drive, I line up with my 56 in hand and take my shot. To to say I scald the fuck out of my shot would be an understatement. (laughs) This ball took off at eye level like an absolute piss missile, and it was headed right towards the parking lot and right at the window, right at window level for a car. Right before it hits the window, it drops suddenly, crushes the bumper of this car, then turns into the JFK bullet. <laughs> uh, goes around the, then turns into the JFK bullet. Goes around the first car and hits the second car. So after crushing two cars, I stumbled my ass to the clubhouse to at least leave my name solely because someone was on the practice screen and saw this happen. To which the <laughs> owner, to which the owner says, "Oh yeah, that those two guys don't care." I told him I'd stick around and buy them a beer. He then told me it was the two absolute units that I saw earlier, and he wasn't even going to tell them. At that point, I got in my buddy's truck and left to go to the bar. My name is blank, and I fucked up two cars with one shot and just rolled out. (laughs) Jesus. It's impressive. All the other hitting building stories or car stories, just one. You got I mean, two, pal. Okay, there, there, there's like there's, there's two low points in this entire story. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, the first low point just to even start before the two cars is piping a drive on a long par par four, having forty yards in, and then sculling or chunking a chip. Mm-hmm. Okay, so low point number one. Low point number two is. You sculling that ball is going straight into the parking lot. And I'll tell you what, I know all about hitting balls into parking lots. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Two in a row, may I add. Yes. Um, there's like this, like your body almost lifts up into the air, just waiting to see what is going to happen with mm-hmm. that golf ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, that son of a bitch could go anywhere. Like, yeah, your body lifts up, your stomach drops to your ass. Yes. Like you are saying like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, fuck. Yep. And it's not even about hitting one car. It's about hitting two cars. Also, this, this guy has a, a career in storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, was, it was solid. Mm-hmm. Beautiful anecdotal story. <laughs> yeah. The JFK bullet. I, I absolutely knew what he was talking about. The thing was ricocheting all around like it wasn't supposed to. <laughs> what's the what's the mongoloid reference? A mongoloid is just a term for like a big angry man and i mean these guys these guys are in are in cutoffs tyler (laughs) mongoloid looking men in cutoffs putting on the green now if you do that tyler seeing that there's a guy in the practice screen that's not what mongoloid means (laughs) never mind don't use that word anymore guys you're fine you didn't know i had no idea yeah 
I don't um, think this guy knew it either because I've heard it in the terms of like big jacked person. <laughs> it's, okay. That's not what it means, people. Okay. Um, all right. So glad I Googled it. If if you do what this guy did, are you going to the clubhouse? No, fuck no. You're just going to roll out? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put like a fake piece of paper underneath the windshield so the guy in the putting green sees me and he's like, oh yeah, he he's he's getting right and I'm Dude. going home. What, what if the guy in the practice green sees you? No, that's why I'm putting the note on the windshield. Gotcha. So he gotcha. sees me physically placing yep. a blank sheet of paper underneath the wiper and then I am going home. Or you could just place your scorecard and say, hey man, I didn't think things could get much worse today, but... They did. So here's my scorecard <laughs> to prove that. Uh, are you just like, you put your clubs behind that car and you kind of mill around with your shoes and stuff till the guy in the putting green leaves so he thinks it's your car that you hit? And that, like, the guy in the putting green doesn't know whose car it is, probably. Probably not. Mm. Unless it's his. But also, to, to be in a position to where if your car gets hit by a golf ball and you just don't care, I kind of want to get to that spot one day. I mean, I don't care if it was like an accident, but if some dumbass is like teeing off at the parking lot on purpose, right, then right. I'm going to say something. That's an issue. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like 18 at Rose Creek. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Like if you hook, if you accidentally hook your second, your second shot left. That's going, I will not park there. I will park. Same. So far down the parking lot. And that's a huge parking lot. I mm -hmm. will leave my club face completely open to spray one right into the water mm -hmm. before I even even try and hit one mm -hmm. down the middle and have the chance of hooking one into the parking lot. Yeah. I almost hit one in that parking lot. I've, I've been there many times. I actually am worse on hole one. Because <laughs> like, if I hit a super nasty hook there, yep. that's oh. going parking lot. And if, pe if it's busy enough, there'll be people in those mm -hmm. spots. Big time. Big time. Yeah, you got to go middle there for sure. Did I ever tell you about the story in Alaska when I was golfing in Alaska? When you saw a bear? Uh, well, I saw a bear, saw a moose. Saw a lot of wildlife, mm -hmm. um, but hole number nine, uh, parking lot's right on the right side. So it's an easy, it's an easy hole to slice one off the tee box into the parking lot. Um, some guy's Jeep, it, it like shattered the front. Some guy hit one off the tee box. It shattered the windshield of a Jeep and no less than 10 minutes later were the cops there. Wow. Jeez. So to just think you're going out for a nice casual round, beautiful mm -hmm. Alaska, you shatter some guy's windshield. And now you got the cops to deal Typical with. Typical Jeep owner. Typical Jeep owner. Yeah, he, mm -hmm. the guy might have been chill too. He might have just gave him a Jeep wave and say, hey man, don't worry about it. Looking, yeah, the Jeep owner's pissed until he finds out another Jeep owner did it and then yeah. it's just chill. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you want to go hike a mountain later? I think maybe, or? Jeeps are just now high horses. I agree. And if you have a Jeep, you need to get the fuck off your high horse. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, if you hit a Jeep, roll on out. If you hit a Jeep, you need to flee because there will be a warrant for your arrest soon, apparently. Cops were there no less than 10 minutes. I hate that. It was an accident, guys. Just call your insurance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to get all that involved. Right. If you're just around a guy, ah, fuck. That would be such a pain in the ass. Yeah. I'd, ra I'd rather take a dent on the hood, claim it as hail damage, mm -hmm. leave yeah. the truck outside when the hail's on the way. Yep. Hey, golf ball sized hail. Whoops. <laughs> Looks like I'm going to have to claim insurance on this one. No, you just take more <laughs> golf balls and start throwing them at the hood. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you just hit uh, just hit some high 60-degree lob shots mm -hmm. right onto the top of your truck. Yeah, watch out for your windshield, though. Watch out for the windshield. My windshield's already cracked, so True. it doesn't even matter. True. 
All right. I think we should wrap her up. Yep. I love Golfers Anonymous. It's a it's a new personal favorite. I do too because it, there were so many good submissions that we could have read. I feel bad that we didn't get around to them, but save them for next time. We're going to do this again for sure. Um, keep submitting them. Spotify. Uh, submit them on Spotify. Yeah, just do that. I mean, I know if you listen on Apple or you listen wherever you listen, you can keep listening there. Just pop into Spotify quick, submit it for us because yeah. it's, it's much easier. They don't disappear and it's easier to like they're all in one spot for me. And so I don't have to jump around to Facebook, to Instagram, to TikTok DMs. It's all in one place and it makes my life a lot easier and I appreciate it. All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed mm -hmm. a little Golfers Anonymous. Mm -hmm. We'll do it again mm -hmm. in the future. We got to get out for round number two. Yep. Any day now. I mean, it it's heating up around here. I'm going to start looking for scrambles. Please do. We'll get I, one I, on the books. I, I Yes, yes. If you have a scramble in the North Dakota Fargo area mm -hmm. or the Lakes area of Minnesota, mm -hmm. be sure to let us know. Yeah, and we like getting invited to the other ones too, but just know we're probably not going to drive to New Jersey for the scramble. <laughs> if we're in the area though, yeah. we're going to check for a scramble. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks again for listening in. We will see you next week. Laters. Oh, love you. Jesus. Love you. Sorry. Love you. They piped that the wrong way. I'll call the clubhouse. We'll book another 18 for tomorrow. Okay, they cheated on that. They fucked their balls. Yeah, no better time for the breakfast ball than now. <laughs>